listening to Storm and Sky, and I'm your hostess, Desiree. I recorded an episode, and I didn't feel the way I typically feel afterwards. And so this is take number two, and I share it out loud just in case some of you out there are inspired to dabble in podcasting. But for me, this has been... Um, a true part of the experience is knowing when when to publish content and how to edit and how to make it feel aligned or be aligned, I should say, with your brand. And so again, I take number two, bear with me. This episode may be sort of all over the place, but I'm going to roll with it and see what happens. So I shared some pretty heavy history, if you will, last week, and I was starting to notice that I was becoming irritable and I had this increased sensitivity, my sleep was being disrupted, and that typically tells me that it's time to pause on the work, and so that's what I'm doing. Uh, I've learned just over time that there are certain clues that let me know that my system in general is just overwhelmed. And what's interesting to note is that even though I have done the work for many years, that these sorts of reactions, or what I like to call them as hangovers, do happen. So I'm just going to honor that part of myself and I'm just going to pause a little bit there. And so it led me to actually do a bit of a weather check for myself, to ask myself, you know, how are you doing? And, you know, being in shelter in place now for about 70 something days, I'm noticing that I experience a rotation of emotions, whether daily, hourly, weekly. And the emotions can range from hopelessness, Worriness, worriness, that's not even a word. (laughs) Worried, scared, and I started to think about this whole situation, the pandemic, the, the health crisis that is being experienced all over the world. It is trauma on like a global scale. And I looked up the word trauma and it's defined as being a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. That is exactly what we are in right now. And it is extraordinary in the way that we are all experiencing it together. And even though we're experiencing it together, we all have our own different flavors of it. And there are from what I saw, although there are other resources out there that might add more, but the three sort of main categories or types of trauma are acute, which is a single incident, chronic trauma, which is repeated or prolonged, for example, like abuse, and complex trauma, which is just continued exposure to multiple traumatic events. And so I think about being, you know, in the midst of our global pandemic And there are a handful of people in my life that have experienced unexpected deaths, a cut to their salaries, and all of that together is trauma. 
And one sort of tip that I would share with you, if, if that's where you are also, is I have allowed myself over time, because I feel safe enough to do so, is to visit the gray and the dark. And what I mean is that, you know, when I was knee-deep into un- unraveling the trauma that I had gone through, it was dark and gray for a long time, just prolonged periods of time. And, of course, the more therapy I did, and the more I pushed myself out into the world, the less time I spent in the gray and in the dark. And so now, because I have done a lot of healing, I allow myself to visit those places sometimes. And it's because I feel safe to do so. And so I encourage you, essentially, to give yourself space to feel the whole range, the whole gamut of emotions that you are feeling. There are some people in your life that may want to focus mostly on being positive. I'm the opposite. I allow myself to visit those heavier, quote-unquote, darker emotions, and then I typically see my way out of them. And that's how I roll. I realize now that I'm no longer sort of a permanent resident of the gray and the dark. And that is a victory that I get to call my own. And at the same time, again, I like to visit sometimes because, um, you know, it supports my emotional well-being and it allows me to support others in my life. And... The wonderful thing is that I almost always make my way to gratitude when I'm in those spaces. You know, my family immigrated to San Francisco in the 1950s in waves. And in fact, they still have the homes that they settled in uh, and they're important landmarks of our family's story. And so whenever I'm in those homes, I just feel the history. I feel the love. I feel the commitment to our family. My grandparents left their children behind to create a strong foundation here in San Francisco. And that in itself is trauma. Imagine as a child being separated by one or both of your primary caregivers and not really understanding why or what was happening. And my parents, as I understand it, they met on a streetcar here in San Francisco. And I believe, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. My grandparents and parents worked really, really hard just so we wouldn't struggle. Our basic needs were always met and we lived a simple life rooted in our value for family. And so when I do feel the sadness and the worry and when I'm feeling scared, I will then transition to our family story because it reminds me of where we were and now I have the privilege and the luxury of living a life right now even within the context of this global crisis I do not worry about my basic needs being met I still have a job and I am so thankful 
And when I go there, sort of in my own head, I tell myself that, you know, my success is not my own. I am here because of the persistence, the sacrifice, and the hard work of those before me. And I remember, I think about my grandparents who, you know, no longer are with us, but I remember just the amount of love and the dedication that they had for their family. And so this chapter that I'm experiencing right now, I think pales in comparison to the chapters that they wrote when they were living in the Philippines. The chapters that they wrote when they were assimilating to life here in the United States in San Francisco. And so again, I, I have sort of this rotation of emotions and, uh, you know, being on day 70 something of the shelter in place, it is definitely starting to wear and get old. And at the same time, it has been a really big reminder of how I don't need much. And that has been really uh, gratifying and enlightening at the same time. And I think about the interactions and the conversations that I'm having with my children and, and my partner and how these are the memories, these are the conversations we are going to remember when we look back at this five or ten years from now. And so one, two questions that I've asked myself recently. One is, you know, how do I want my story to read? And two, what do I want my legacy to be? And I'll end by saying that when someone reads my story, I want them to see that I was fully dedicated to my family and that I loved them with my whole heart and that I did everything that I could to provide them with a safe home and as much love that I could offer. And my legacy, this podcast is part of my legacy. I want to be known for being someone who is willing to wear their heart on their sleeve to help others. And this podcast, you and your support are helping make that happen. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon.